Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the final two podcast. Today is a very special episode. This is our 18th episode, and we really just wanted to recap, you know, how far we've come so far with the, the channel, our podcast, and as well as many viewers that are tuning in. So today it's just me and Ali, man. Ali, what's up? Hey, man, what's up, baby? How you doing? How we rolling today? Hold on. Let me see some energy, bro. How, what's up, Ali? Come on. What's up? You know what I'm saying? We're going to get into a little bit more, you know, talk to the fans a little bit, connect. Like, this is the first day we did that. We haven't really sat down and went over the amazing guests we've had, Sal. I don't think from the start we would have ever thought we would have had so many guests by this time. So, honestly, truly, I thank you for also being um, my partner in this because you've been absolutely amazing of the way you had my back and took over this. It's like really our show. It's not even though I'm technically the one who created it, like you basically taken over this show in different ways and I couldn't ask for a better part of the show. Absolutely, I appreciate that. And likewise, likewise, you know, this is, a, this is a team effort. We talk about this every time. We are a team for a reason. And you know, the final two, it's been nothing but success in my eyes. You know, obviously we're still growing as a channel, as a podcast. We're still growing in viewers, subscribers. So honestly, we've come a long way, I have to say. I mean, we started, when did we start? Back in May, April, where we, yeah. it was literally literally the body of the pandemic, you know what I mean? When we were just yeah. trapped in the house. No, I completely agree. It was just a sense of, you know, it's like we got to make an impact right now. It's just our time to just talk and like hopefully spread, you know, motivation to the youth, to the, you know, the older, whatever it is, inspire people. I think that's the most amazing feeling ever. You know, I bet you've gotten a lot of messages as well, just saying, Bro, this is amazing. Like, we're not getting paid a single cent. Just getting a message from a friend, from whoever, just telling us this is amazing makes our day even better. It makes us want to push forward. So Absolutely. without a doubt, it's it's grown to levels. Like, we're not going to lie. We have guests that, you know, hopefully, God willing, we might have some Hall of Famers on here. Like, that is insane. I'm going to leave that little there just to keep, you know, a little alley. We'll see who it is later on. Absolutely. But, but. <laughs> no, for real. It, you never know who comes on the podcast, who's viewing. You know, we've had some amazing guests, and they're spreading the word as well. I mean, it's just it's insane. It's, you know, our first episode, I'm in my same spot right now, and I just, I'm, like, watching it over and over. I'm just like, wow. Yeah, that <laughs> was truly an amateur. Just watching myself, the AirPods in, the, the mic was terrible <laughs> and you know you could see that I was kind of struggling in the beginning with talking because it was it was just my first time of like doing a podcast you know I, something we've never done storytelling anything and then as we progressed through on like the weeks and the months you know having different guests hearing their stories hearing different personalities it kind of just grows on you and you, you become more confident in what you're talking about who you're speaking with so I completely, I completely agree with you in that aspect because I, I feel like I'm a pretty decent public speaker, but without a doubt, I needed some help, maybe some vocabulary sense of some ideas, some, you know, just the way I speak and the way I project the way I feel. So honestly, I've grown and my confidence has grown up. So I would out of doubt feel out of this world, you know, prepared as a public speaker. For sure, man. So, you know, 17 episodes we've had 17 different people on the show so tell me like basically what was your favorite 
you know, what was like a story that just really stuck out to you from the guests that we had? Well, first off, first off, when the idea came out, we did our first episode. I was like, we got to start off our first episode with a bang. And getting Cam Jordan on the show was really the best thing we could have ever done because he set the tone. Cam right away, it was awesome. Amazing. A guy that's at Syracuse, a big time school for my hometown, well, basically my hometown, to see him succeed in the way he is and come in here and just lay down the law of how the way he works to be at the top Division One level. And basically, the best feeling about it is you hear how hard it is to make a Division One. You said I had a rest in my first year. That's difficult, man. It's difficult going from the top dog to going back to college and feeling like, hey, I got I to gotta work here. Like, nothing is easy. Nothing's going to be handed to me. So without a doubt, Cam Jordan right away off the bat literally just, just I don't know, just laid down the rule, like the law in the, in, in the sense to say. It's just, I feel like, what about you, Sal? Who, who would you say was your number one right now? My number one, it's, man, it's, it's a lot of close ones. It's just – you know, I have Coach G up there. Coach G was awesome. You know, hearing his story, I mean, the health, you know, what he went through in San Antonio with that big, you know, that big issue with his blood clot. And, you know, a year later, he comes, he comes back to March Madness. I mean, it's stories like that. It's just inspiring. It's like he didn't give up. He had a second chance from God, took after it, and now he's working even harder to, you know, set dreams for all his players that are playing under him. Another one was Nikosi, and um, dude, four years in college at UConn, gets no playing time, transfers for one year as a graduate, goes ballistic at Seattle University, year later he's in MLS. It's insane, and listen, I'm not an athlete, but at the same time, you want to take that mentality, it's the same thing when you watch motivational videos of like Kobe Bryant or The Rock, you know, you're not in their shoes, but you're taking something from their story. You're implementing that into your workload and in your work ethic in whatever I, career. You're in. So I, I completely agree with you. So to backtrack a little bit, Coach G, what I took from Coach G is a leader. A leader is not always a leader is not always a guy that's loved by everyone. Coach G showed there that, listen, to be a leader, you've got to do certain things to be successful to be where you're at. So I took that from Coach G. And honestly, was, this story was amazing because it's very relatable to my condition as well. So it was just something that, wow, like, you know, life doesn't end when, when you hit an obstacle like that. He had to find himself again. And that was something that stuck out to me because being a coach is an amazing thing because you impact so many people. You influence so many kids. Like, that is insane what a coach could do to you. A lot of people, when they make it far, the first person they talk about is their mom, their dad, and their coach. So I take that away. And also, I would like to add Nikosi. Nikosi is literally from my hometown. So seeing Nikosi since I was a freshman, and I would see him in, the, in, the, in high school, I'd be like, everybody, like, that's Nikosi. And you always knew when he committed to UConn, I was so happy for him, even though we basically never spoke. But to hear that he went through all that and gets drafted, like, who doesn't get inspired by that? Who doesn't? Is you can't stop. Like, you can't. You got to keep on going. That's what's the most amazing thing. Like, our mouths dropped when he said that. He's like, yeah, I actually transferred to Seattle and got drafted. Like, what? Rather than from UConn. Like, that's crazy. Just that's a flipping – it's such a turn in your life. And for the better, now look at that, you know. That's an inspiring story from any athlete. He literally said he barely played at UConn. He's like, hey, I barely played. Like, I really didn't 
you know, I don't know why. I just, they just never really, I never really got that shot to really succeed. And UConn, all of a sudden, gets transferred and goes off like that. Like, what? What? Mm -hmm. That is crazy. You can't, you can't make that up. That's how insane that story was. Uh, mm -hmm. Other, other guests that we had, like Coach Hamburger, great. I felt like he was a great mentor. You know, he's very soft spoken, but. He's very down to earth and sentimental about certain things. You know, he shared with us certain topics about, you know, Black Lives Matter, the current state that sports are in and how much of an impact it has on society. You know, NBA is back. They've done so much for that, you know, that cause that, you know, it's, it's a sentiment, sentiment thing to talk about, you know. People think that just because sports are back, it's just going to take and de derail this current topics in the world. No, this, this is where athletes are becoming more than an athlete, as we hear it from LeBron and his team. You know, this is where their voices are being heard. They're projecting their feelings, and they're making a statement, especially with Nike as well. I would say, uh, to add to that, Lauren, without a doubt, killed it when it came to something like that. Yes, because absolutely. Lauren was absolutely incredibly amazing the way she spoke on the show a woman in business that literally will tell you yeah they're gonna take over like i'm gonna tell all the men here the women are gonna take over a business i'm just letting you guys know this now <laughs> yes, absolutely. i am it was amazing having lauren on the show and really just talking about being she said she was um black and white and she said you know going through that growing up and it's just something that wow like it's insane racism is real we need to shed a light on this. And our generation, the younger generation, we must let our kids know, like, this is real. We need to work on this. So when she came on the show, it was amazing. Absolutely. And what I love is that these guests don't have anything to hide. You know, when it needs to be addressed, they're going to state it. And we bring it to them as well about that topic. And Coach Hamburg even addressed it. You know, you can't hide this BS from anybody. Kids are growing. They understand now. You know, you're not just going to have kids there just for performance and to give you numbers on the scoreboard. You're going to have kids there that are going to have an impact not only on the court, but off the court. And that's what great coaches like Coach G, Coach Hamburger, many more coaches that we're speaking to now, they have an impact on these kids. And that's the most deep, impactful thing you could do as a coach, let me, as a mentor. Let me, let me relate it back to the final two again. The final two is meant for that. The final two was created by us to literally shed light on what life is like, especially after high school. What are you getting yourself into? A lot of kids like myself and you as well, like we have no clue what you're getting yourself into. Oh, I'm gonna go to college, go to class. Like, no, 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 your life changes. Especially if you wanna be an athlete, especially if you don't wanna go to college, what route are you gonna take? Are you prepared for that? You understand that the freshman 20 is real, but the freshman 20 isn't just the 20 pounds you gain on, it's just how much you develop and you grow in that single year. So mm. that's just something I wanted to add. It's just the fact that, like, how much you grow in that single year that changes your life forever. My freshman year, without a doubt, changed my life forever because it was just one of those things like, whoa, I really, really got to step up. Thank God I didn't fail any classes. Thank God none of that. But mm -hmm. I didn't understand how important college was. I didn't understand what important internship was. I went to play baseball, and that's it. Passed my classes. Call it a day. And Listen. life is more than that. Mm -hmm. You listen, you, you learned, you went through that process, you learned from those mistakes. And now with this podcast, we're going to go and educate the youth. So speaking of the freshmen, you know, class of 2024, you're going to be watching this. We know, I know we have some viewers that tune in. 
you know, this is a big time for you. You know, you're not going to be on campus for your first, I believe it's three weeks for our university. It depends what university you're from, but it's a very, very important time to be well, you know, educated on certain topics, you know, current society, what society is going through right now, obviously, and also, you know, studying ahead of time for your courses and your majors. So let's dive into it. I mean, the funny thing is we, we actually came up with this name just before the, the episode. So we said, you know, the final two guide for the freshman. So some points that me and Ali kind of came up with were, you know, first be the first to attend class, try to attend class early. You know, you're going to be on zoom. Most likely many classes are, unless it's WebEx, but you want to be there early, introduce yourself, say your name, whatever. And it's not like, you know, you, it, it's not like you have to be a complete extrovert about certain things, which what I'm saying, it sounds like it. The point is, is that you want to show to your professors, to your teachers, even to coaches. And Ali's going to go into it as an athlete is that you're engaged, you're intrigued with the conversation and that you want to make a purpose at your time at this university. Literally 50% of passing the course is showing up. If not more, you show up. And if you're actually awake, that goes up at least 20% of your success. In that, in that class, in that course. So honestly, one thing I took away also that Nikoshi brought up that he learned how to schedule after he graduated college. <laughs> honestly, truthfully, after I'm literally taking three summer courses and internship in this podcast, I've had a very hard time scheduling because I've never really done that. I've never understood that I need to plan my hangout time. I need to plan all these little things. And if you plan, you will succeed. That's one of the things as a financial advisor, I want to be able to help people understand that if you plan, your life would will be better. You will be more prepared. Yes, this coronavirus that just happened. Who would have ever thought this? Who would have told you looking right now, Sal? Imagine someone telling you next year, you're going to be completely at home and everything's going to be shut down. You won't even be able to go to a Walmart without a mask. You'd be like, you're out of your mind. Yeah, I don't believe that. It, it's still, it's just, it's mind boggling even to say it right now. Like, it just doesn't, it feels like a bad nightmare, but this is what we're in. This is the current society that we're in. And, you know, uh, Mary Sakin said it in a pre, our, our last episode, you know, this is the pivotal time to, you know, establish yourself, do something that you haven't done before, network, talk to people, and of course, go out and intern and make the most out of your time away. You know, people are still working from home. Businesses are working from home. So don't think that although everything has moved, you know, online and at home that you still can't work. You know, this is the time to really go above and beyond and reach out to people to get that opportunity. And honestly, a number one thing as well is reading the importance of yes. reading. I will be honest with you. It was a very hard thing for me to do. And it still is a little bit to grab a book and read being that quote unquote, being an athlete, being a jock, you never really get taught the importance of reading. And honestly, the more I've read, the better my vocabulary has been better and the better I'm able to speak about my feelings and express myself in a deeper matter. So mm -hmm. these things would have never happened if I didn't read or at least pick up a book. So I do recommend the faster you start picking up a book or listening to a podcast, listening to something educational, you will grow. On the way to work, I take an hour and 15 ride to work every day. I look at it as a positive um, relaxation time where I'll put on a, a, a podcast that I like, I'll put on a topic that I like, and I'll just listen to it. And I, when I get to work, I'm at peace and I'm also, I also feel like I've been productive, so. 
that's mm-hmm. one of the things tips I would I would like to give. So Ali, what's your what's your go to uh, podcast then? <laughs> I heard about Since this uh, podcast, uh, the final two. Um, it's really good. The final two, I, I really like it. <laughs> I like is, that this, one too. <laughs> there's a Dominican kid. He's really good looking. So I really, uh, I really no, like Bainy it. kid too. Come on. <laughs> but yeah, nah, I, really, I also like I also like the core. Who doesn't like Joe Rogan? Who doesn't like people like that? Because you hear about everything like, that's going on. Mm. I love listening to Warren Buffett. I love hearing his interviews. I love hearing him talk about it. And another person I love, uh, mentor is uh denzel washington the way that man absolutely speaks, the man his, the mo- that- his speech his uh, his his speeches are amazing the for graduation for anything even it's on tv the man is very knowledge well educated and he just has something amazing to share and you could take out of it he, although he's an actor he's you know studying a role you, he just dives into that role and takes something out of it just like an athlete as i was saying you know, you, you learn something from your coaches, from your, your, your assistant coaches, et cetera, but you take that with you for the rest of your life. I mean, we had Haley Thomas, you know, she graduated from my high school as well. Amazing. And she, hey, was, she, was a, she was a track runner with Ska. And uh, <laughs> she, you know, she's not an athlete anymore in college, but she still took and implemented what she learned from her amazing coach, Coach Brady, who still coaches now for Hasbrook Heights and puts that into her career. I mean, that's the best thing. And like actors, musicians that are making a voice right now, they're really inspiring the youth to have a voice and not just, you know, con- conducting whatever they're doing. And I go back to it more than an athlete. We had a lot of people say like, Ali, like you've done something incredible, you know, taking this platform now in a podcast rather than swinging a bat, you know, it's 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 insane it's just life-changing and you know moving on now you know ask many questions like we just said ask many questions and even even if it's the worst time to introduce yourself you know online you know you're not in person they want to hear your voice they want to see you people like me and Ali when we were first starting out in college like that was our issue. It's like we were just going, Ali would just be going to practice, going to class, and then hanging out with friends. Or I would just go to campus, go to class, and then leave because I was originally, when I was going to Metro for FDU, I was, um, I was traveling there. I was a commuter. So online, be the first to communicate. You know, Talk to your professors, advisors, like we said before. So that was one of the biggest things, too. If you want to share something. I, I, I completely, like, I'm letting you just speak because honestly, I, I, that's complete facts. That is so true. And it's just, show your face, man. Like, everyone's paying for these schools. Like, your parents, whoever's paying for this, you're paying for this. People taking out loans for this. Absolutely. Focus. Make the best out of it. What's the worst that can happen? Yes, professors are bad. Yes, this is the third. Listen, not everything in life is going to be easy. Not everything in life was going to be easy. And two years ago, I realized that the hard way. And I'll get into that later, but it's just the fact of realizing how important life is. Life is too short. You hear so many people dying. This is not they're like, this is real. Like once you start opening your eyes to how the real world works, you start appreciating the little things. So if you could hear it now at a young age, what do you think your life's going to be like when you're 30, 40, 50? It's going to be a lot better. It will be. So it's just this little podcast, these little two guys right here, who are just two regular guys right now going through college. But I will bet you right now, 
if God willing, everything goes correctly, the way we're planning to go, we will be successful. Amen. Absolutely. And that's just the, and then we'll look back at this and be like, look what we started though. You know, why start when we're there though? Why not bring us, bring you along our journey? We're not perfect. We've made tons of mistakes. And the reason why we talk about college is because we're living in it now. I can't tell you how the work field is in a professional place because the most me in South Ghana is internships. So we could talk about internships all day you want, but we still aren't, we just still don't have enough knowledge on that. So if we bring people on the show who do, an MLB agent, we have uh, literally Mary Saken, Jacob, like we've had these people come on the show and tell us we've learned. I was taking notes the whole time they were talking. So, mm-hmm. you know, not to go on a crazy rant, but those are little things to take away from these amazing episodes we've had, these amazing guests we've had. So. And especially, especially as a freshman, this is, this is a great opportunity now to take notes as well, to learn from our experiences, to learn from people like, you know, FDU alumni, Jacob Whaley, and Mary Saken, who's currently working as well. Like, even if you don't come to our university and you're viewing in as a friend or as a, just a regular viewer, take something out of this, you know. This is truly the best time to just go out and talk Listen, nobody's going to, people are stuck in their house. They, the social, I, I'm sorry. The social life has been like incredibly low for a lot of people. I mean, they've just been trapped in their houses. You know, some people are still trying to find a job out there, you know, communicate, network. Like we always say, that's the biggest thing. And Mary said it was a struggling thing for current students that, you know, come to our office. You know, how do I get known for a recruiter that like, how do I have, you know, a great conversation to really represent myself, give an elevator pitch about myself and make it known that I I would love to apply and be a perfect candidate for a position at a firm. You know, that's the biggest thing. It's communication, proper dialect, mannerism. So a lot of things to take out of it. Practicing it literally here. That's exactly what we're doing. Lauren ended up calling me back after we posted a video and she's like, you guys are amazing because you guys are putting in time and effort into this. You guys will become amazing public speaker. We don't need to earn a single cent from this podcast because this is going to teach us so much more than just that. If you worry about the money, if you're worrying about the money, I am telling you right now, you won't get very far because money is truly not everything. So enjoy the process, believe in it and take a leap of faith. Just do it. Believe in yourself and, Anything you've done in life, just believe in it. Like, I take this from Desert Washington. Put God first. You know, whoever you believe in, I'm not trying to get religious here, whatever you mm-hmm. believe in, put that faith first. Believe in that, construct that plan, and go with it. Sometimes things will not make sense. But guess what? If you believe in it and you trust it and you accept it, you will become a way better person. That's someone that's okay with saying, I am imperfect. I understand that I have a lot of flaws. I have a lot of things, but I am okay with that. You know what I'm saying? So that's just one thing I would like to tell my freshmen, people who are younger, people who are older, trying to find themselves, just listen to those words and implement them to your life and you'll see a difference. Exactly. And last thing I want to leave. Well, before I get to my last point, I was going to add in exercise is crucial right now. Listen, a lot of campuses, they're going to have, you know, many of their public uh, spots where, you know, people could either, you know, run, exercise, play sports like basketball or something in the fitness center for certain campuses, universities. They're all closed right now due to, you know, CDC guidelines and current state of our country, to be honest. So 
this is the this this is a crucial time to really just exercise make that implement that into your schedule plan as well and just try to stay healthy man the fresh i'm gonna be honest with you the freshman 15 is real i've experienced it to <laughs> i don't want to say it like to you know offend you but ali say ali's been telling me he's like man i gained like 40 pounds through this pandemic man and i was just like damn it's crazy because even an athlete you know you got to be on top of your things it's like it's a part of your business plan as well you know staying educated as well as being healthy so my, my biggest that. problem right now and i'll be honest with you guys is scheduling like i said before it's just planning my time like this is the things i'm working on that and that's one of my goals for this year is to be able to schedule my time and be more efficient with it because I will get very busy during the year. So those are things I'm working on and exercising is such an important thing. Yes, the freshman 20 is real. I am telling you right now. The freshman, freshman 20. <laughs> the freshman <laughs> 20. Honestly, it felt like a 30 for, some, for myself, some people that I know. Like. I'm telling you right now, I went into college <laughs> 180. And by, by the end of the year, I was 215, 220. Guys thought I was on steroids. <laughs> and you could tell any guy that was there. I hope I have Brandon Seltzer one day on the show, or them, and they could tell you the way they saw me in the beginning to the end. All of them thought I was on steroids. So it's kind of a compliment if you ask me, but not for <laughs> me. I felt like Jesus Christ. But hey, I'm telling you, believe in it, accept it, and just work on yourself. And I promise you, everything college-wise will, will go according to plan. And right now, for me and Sal, even though we're still in college everything that's worked out and we followed our, our rules and we've been disciplined. We are where we're at now An internship, Ernst and young man. I'm proud of my brother right here getting that big time internship with them. You know, I got my little internship with next gen shout out to next gen. You know, these are big things that kids aren't doing, especially if you're an athlete, you're not doing. So put yourself out there. And I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I sound like a dad right now. I'm telling you it's going to pay off. It's going to pay off in dividends absolutely i appreciate that man seriously like getting that offer from ey representing ey right here today you know it's a it's a big time deal i mean for a lot of people when you're trying to get a huge internship usually it's around your junior year senior year but for me i wanted to apply very early you know even i didn't realize how big this pandemic was going to turn out as well this was way before i applied back in like february actually early march and, you know, I went through rounds of interviewing as well. We're going we're gonna to talk about that with certain guests as well, you know, like interviewing that process, what's that like. And, you know, it was very difficult. You, gotta, you can't go in there and just wing it. You have to be well prepped and educated about the firm itself and also about certain scenarios when you're getting asked questions. That was the biggest thing that I pulled from that. And it becomes very exciting, too, because you start learning about these firms. and like, whoa, like, you know, I don't know why, but I told my dad this. My dad owns a deli. And it's really what's provided the means for us to be where we're at today. And I'm beyond blessed to have that. But I told my dad, I'm like, I want to go to college, but I don't want to work at the deli. I want to be more. I want, I want that step you took. I want to double it. I want to be in a suit and tie. I want to go to work in a suit and tie. I want to work in the office. I want to be under AC. That's what I wanted to do. And little things like that. Now it makes me feel amazing that I'm going to work every day with a suit and tie and being able to chase my dreams. So just a little side note to that. So mm -hmm. without a doubt. 
Was that, that's the thing. I always say this to Ali, speak into existence, write it down, write notes down, write your goals down, whether short-term or long-term, you know, that's the biggest thing. And that keeps you on track when you're working either daily, weekly, or even monthly. And it keeps you on track, keeps you focused, and it makes your work a wor like a worthwhile. You understand why you're working so hard. I say this a lot, especially with classes. You know, I always, Ali's always asked me, I said this in the first episode too, you know, why are you studying? Like, how, how are you this well? And it's not for me bragging. I'm just saying, you know, he'll ask me, how are you doing so well in this course? Like, aren't you finding it so tough? How are you able to focus and just lock in and study? And for me, it's just, you know, like I said, write things down. You're writing well, you know, prepped notes, taking notes from the textbook, rereading things, especially with math problems too. If there's kids going into business, you're going to be going through, you know, calc and you know accounting courses finance courses you're going to deal with a lot of equations functions and a memorization and this is the time where it's like you really just got to keep on rewriting things get it glued in your head for when exam time comes you're well prepped and you have no worries it's not there's not going to be any curveballs thrown your way you're just you're prepared and you're ready so i actually wanted to go into my last point for the final two guys for freshmen honestly this goes this goes a lot even for myself and kids like upperclassmen, you know, when it comes down to finals, midterms, any exam dates, right? This is the time where you just really cut ties with the social life. You really just tune in and focus now on the work because how I look at it is like, listen, if I, if I was not prepared and I did poorly on the exam, I'm not going to enjoy my break. I'm not going to enjoy my, my fall break. I'm not going to enjoy my, you know, winter break. I'm going to feel like I, I just let myself down I, and I just went ahead and went through the, uh, the course that it's to me, it's not fulfilling. It's like, that's my mentality. That's my mindset. I need to go out there, be hungry and go out for the highest grade I could possibly attain. And when I finish that and I see my grade on, you know, posted online, I'm, I'm satisfied. I'm, I'm happy. I, I did my all. I didn't have to go out the last day and study my ass off the last minute and you know you know crush information in my head where it's like i'm losing focus now and i'm not i'm about to go to panic panic mode and absolutely flop during the exam like i said this is the best time especially for freshmen now they're going to be used to this new schedule a lot of you are going to be shocked you know it's nothing like high school where it's like you have so much time to be prepared or whatever this is all this preparation is on you. They're not going to be telling you. They're just going to be telling you the dates of the exam. They're not going to be going out and, you know, giving you a silver spoon and, you know, give you all the answers or the formulas for certain tests. Some will. I'm not going to lie. I, I went through it. I'm sure Ali has too for certain teachers. That's just the really, really nice ones. But you're going to have those really, really tough teachers that are going to be on your case and make sure that, you know, first off, you're studying on your own. And you're answering questions in class and not just BSing where finals come and this is where you're getting tested on. Did you know this? I mean, we had our finance professor and he was always saying this. I'm trying to remember his name right now. You probably know this. What was his name? The finance professor. Ketza. Professor Ketza. Amazing teacher. He knows his stuff. Well-educated in the course. I'm not going to lie. And he would say it. It's like, you got this grade? Some people would get like a 60, 70, probably lower. I'm not going to go into that. You deserve it. I mean, you, I gave you all the handouts, gave you opportunities to come to my extra help, come for extra classes or whatever. 
sit down with me, talk, and this is the grade you got, well, tough luck. That's the reality for certain things. And honestly, that's the reality for going out and applying to jobs when you don't get that offer, et cetera. So again, this is where you just lock in. You don't let anything distract you. So Ali, kind of explain to your experience with that as well. No, no, I think I think you hit it on the head right there. And it's just, you know, these are two different, two different study styles. Um, I never really understood, um, you know, some people it was like a gift, but I realized that some people had to work harder than others. That's like everything in life. It's like a sport too. There's guys that walk on the field and will hit 10 to 20 home runs, like nothing. Shout out to Tom, FDU baseball team, dope. Um, <laughs> kid walks up there and literally just hits bombs, like, whoa. God bless you, brother. You know what I'm saying? Adam Frank. But, bro, they walk on the field, and it's literally, like, it's majestic to watch them play. It's, it's honestly, and it's, you realize that some people, but they're working hard. You know what I'm saying? It's not like this thing is just, it's just whatever, and I just want to relate that to you. Like, you're very, very smart. You're brilliant. But that's not to say you sit at home and just wait till test comes. Like, no, you can create a, you prepare. But my hardest part was when I started preparing was how to prepare because I didn't know how to correctly prepare and I still don't. And I'm still working on that. But that's another one of my goals is how do I become more efficient in the way I study and the way I, I give it my own. Ketza, Ketza, I remember this. Ketza was after my accident. I went to Ketza. I failed the class. I got a D in the class. I didn't understand. It was difficult. I couldn't really focus. But I didn't see him as a bad professor. I just saw him as a different type of professor. And I was like, you know what? Took it over the summer, got an A in it. Worked hard, worked hard, and took him in the sprint, took him next fall for his next level course, ended up getting a B in it in the course. So it's just, you got to just keep on pushing and figuring it out. And I still got to figure out what can help me be more successful. So the guys out there that feel like they're not smart, feel like they're not good enough, don't say it to yourself because that's one thing I said to myself. And shout out to Simone Uribe. That man is another brilliant man. He would tell me, you're never going to pass. You're never going to get a high-grading class. I said, why? He's like, because you always say that you're, you're not good at it. You always say you're going to fail. You always say you're not going to get a grade. That's why you're never going to get a grade. Stop putting that stuff in your head because that's never going to help you. So honestly, sit down and really understand it and believe in yourself. You're not believing in yourself, so... Not to rant on that, but, you know, I think I agree. Uh, I agree with everything Sal's saying. No, I think you were on the money as well. And, you know, the biggest thing is, like, you were talking about it. You know, your best friend was telling you, you know, don't make excuses on yourself. Don't talk down on yourself. Don't talk down on the teachers, unless the teacher is really not doing his job, which, you know, some, we're going to deal with that in life. You know, we're going to have those professors. But most of the time, it's really the professors that are doing their best. They're harsh. And that's the best professors to have not only in, in for your life and f mostly for your career. You know, the ones that are really on top of you, they're strict. They're really helping you the most. It's just like a, a strict coach. You know, you're going to think that coach is such a jerk or whatever, you know, people, coach, she was telling us like after the podcast, you know, people criticize him or whatever. They'll, re they'll make remarks about his coaching style, ex players, et cetera, while they're, tr while they're transferring, et cetera. That's just, you know, that's his coaching style. And honestly, he's produced some of the best players and brought our university two championships through that. So again, not to rant on that as well, but the best people in life are the ones that are going to be on top of it, that criticize you, parents, friends, et cetera. Those are the ones that really keep beside you. They're not making fun of you. They're trying to improve you. 
I was saying this. I was saying this the other day to Bobby Pagosi. Was I, I amend him because he's a, he's become even more of a friend to me every day because he's actually one of the people that just calls me. Hey Ali, miss you, bro. Hope you're doing good. Just want to see what's up. Like, hope you're doing. And we just catch up. And those are little things like that that mean the world to me because, you know, I've always felt like I was the guy reaching out to a lot of people. So. I, I I stopped that a little bit, honestly. I was like, you know what? Let me just stop. People are busy. If I'm not on their mind and they can't even reach out to say hello once every four or five months, then am I really truly a friend to them? So mm-hmm. am I as close as I thought I was with them? So without a doubt, you start realizing that, you know, it doesn't make a person that bad of a – no one's a bad person. Like, it doesn't make them a bad person. It's just, hey, maybe I thought we were closer than what I thought because, you know what I'm saying? So – that's just one thing I wanted to add to that. So, yeah, it's, it's just that's Absolutely. life, man. So, freshman, you're watching this. You know, take something out of what we're explaining. Try to duplicate that or, like I said, implement that into your plan when you're first coming into our university, any university, honestly, and you're going on that Zoom platform. Don't take it as a joke that you're just going to be on your phone while the professor's talking. Try to get something out of it. Some classes are going to be joked. We're not going to lie we've had some classes that are jokes, but when it comes to those big time classes, the one, the core classes or the classes that are just really, like they're really necessary when the advisors give it to you for your career, that's the time to really write down notes, ask questions and just communicate. And you're going to get something out of it. I guarantee you. Moving on, moving on. Got the return of sports, Ali. So Let's kind of like, we were all serious. Let's get nonchalant, relaxed. And let's talk about the NBA's back, man. I'm hyped. I'm hyped. Listen, I know you're a baseball head. I, are you a big basketball fan, though? Like, genuinely? I love basketball. I love how much it's growing. I just love everything about it. LeBron James, shout out to that man. Just keeps on putting that King. out there. My God, that's one thing I would take out. Michael Jordan said this in his last dance. He said, I never want to get into politics or what was going on. I just want to play basketball. And that's fine. That's why he's one of the greatest of all time. Don't think mm. he's the greatest, but whatever. Um, yeah, that's what uh, I was going to say. That's LeBron, what I was going to say. We're Le- going to say Le- that. LeBron is definitely, without a doubt, taking control of that. Being the greatest right now, and I think the greatest of all time, just the fact that he's standing up, literally saying, middle of interviews about uh, Brianna T- about all these impacts of what's going on in the world, the COVID, the racism, what's really going on. So Mm. without a doubt, NBA, I salute you because you're becoming way better than baseball. I think it's NFL, NBA, and baseball. And I think UFC is going to take over baseball. I think baseball is going to fall down to the fourth spot. Wait, wait, wait. you you got NFL top of NBA? Or you said NBA top? I I think NFL in in the broad spectrum, I think NFL has a lot more fan base and a lot more people liking it. So I feel like it's That's, NFL, NBA, uh, NBA, baseball, and then I would say you. Well, I don't. I, I left NHL out, so I don't really know about NHL. That's why they're out yeah. of my list. I, I'm, I can't really judge them because I don't really know about them. Mm-hmm. But I do think NFL brings a lot more people. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a bigger fan of NBA, but I think NFL still brings in more people. Personally, I'm, I'm gonna disagree. I think the NBA is. I during this time, especially this time right now in the society, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're they winning they're yeah. winning it. But even even after, I mean, they've always addressed the Black Lives Matter, the I Can't Breathe shirts. That was all they were doing this all back in 2014 with Trayvon Martin. I mean, they've been on top of it, especially these athletes. Best commissioner, without a doubt. 
Adam Silver, David Stern let them be vocal as well during that time. And, you know, that's, that's remarkable. A lot, of people, a lot of leagues, a lot of big franchises, they're very afraid to give their voice. This year, this is the first time I'm seeing all major companies. Nike was doing it back then as well, but, like, we're talking about other major companies in the world give their voice and saying Black Lives Matter. And that's the, that's the biggest statement right now. And it's a statement that needs to be heard. It needs to be addressed. I think, I think the NBA, the UFC have taken over in that aspect of how Sports well they've, entertainment. Been, yep. they've been able to construct this UFC creating a, an island, basically getting an island, creating mm. that platform for guys to fight no matter what. Dana White, I salute you. You, Oh my God, I, I would go fangirl over Dana White. I am a big <laughs> fan of his, big fan of him. I look up to him. I hope he like, I'm going to see if there's a book out there because I got to read something about Dana White because that man in this mind right there is different. And that's someone, as people, since we're young, those are people we should be looking at that are pretty young in age range to us that are basically in this century, I would like to say, Absolutely. that we can relate the most. So Dana White, without a doubt, oh, my God, I think he's been amazing. I think the commission, uh, Adam, Adam Silver, yeah, um, have been, without a doubt, oh, my God, but MLB, Please, come on now. Please. You guys are letting me down, guys. Come on. I'm not going to lie. MLB has been very, very problematic. You know, what was it? 13 players from the Mar uh, the Marlins testing positive for COVID. That's the issue. And I feel like co companies like the UFC, the NBA, I mean, not the companies, sports leagues, obviously. They are very smart with the bubble idea. That's the biggest thing. You want to have all your, all your athletes, all your coaching staff, trainers into one bubble, make sure they're safe, they're healthy, tested negative, and that they don't have to worry about a, current, a, a certain outbreak. Like, they're very strict, obviously, about certain players leaving the bubble, like in Disney, the whole mess with Lou Williams. We're not going to get into it, but, you know, that's the thing. They're very on top of their things. Another thing is with the UFC, like you just said, you hit it on the head before. You know, they're making certain arenas, like using their practice uh, facilities in the beginning. This was during when COVID just started. And now they made a, a private yeah. island by, you know, having a mindset like uh, Dana White and Adam Silver to create these things on the fly and have a well-prepped schedule. Like we're talking about, how about that? Let's tie it back now. We're talking about scheduling, right? These are business moguls with an easy, simple mindset talking about, Let's schedule a, pl a, a plan ahead months later. And, you know, we don't know what's going to happen at the rest for the rest of the year. We don't know if COVID's going to stick around, but let's still have something prepped if COVID's still around. Because we can't just guess and act like COVID is not around. And which there's many ignorant people in our society that are thinking it's, it's a joke to put a mask on or whatever, et cetera. No, this is real. There's many cases for a reason. The numbers are not lying. There's lives that are being lost because of it. And people like Dana and Adam, they've been well prepared and they're doing huge success for their companies. I would, I, would, I would like to add a couple points to that. I feel like that's why I have so much money in Disney stock because I believe in Disney. When Disney went, all, all, everything closed down, I bought a house. I put any, any money I had into Disney stock and honestly, I'm making a hailing mm. turn right now. So... Because I believe in that. I just believe in them. I just feel like they run the world low-key. I feel like they're in control of so many things. Is that They're so powerful. So the fact that NBA could make deals with them was absolutely genius. 
Dana White going to a different area, a different part of the country. world, an yep. island, a different country to create fights. What? That is out of this world. That's people thinking outside the box. When we have our commission at the MLB level, literally not even suspending any Houston Astros players, but could suspend the pitcher that hit. What was his name? The Shout pitcher? out Joe Kelly, the legend. Joe Kelly, that <laughs> animal, literally was hitting them. And he gets... He said... <laughs> how, how many days he got? He got 10-day suspension, 8-day suspension? Eight games. Eight games. They said that's equivalent to like 30-something games. Can you believe that? And you still haven't suspended any of the players that admittedly, literally admittedly cheated. We're talking about Jose Altuve hiding a wire. Listen, we're not, we're not even like, I'm not trying to bring drama or anything, but come on. You got to address it when it needs to be addressed. You know, come this on, is a now, big they, problem. Now they got to let my boy A-Rod into the Hall of Fame. A-Rod, if you ever hear this, <laughs> man, I love you. Like, I, love, I look up to you. Like, people say Honestly. I look like you. I look up to that man. So the fact that, like, A-Rod, I need him to be in the Hall of Fame. After this happened, if you're not going to say anything about that, don't get mad at the PDs. Because the PDs, if it happens now, I understand. But before then, that was allowed. You can't just change up the rule a year later and catch a couple guys and say they, they could have just been literally finishing up their cycle. Like, let them rock. They brought they brought Honestly. baseball back. McGuire and Sammy Sosa brought baseball back. And you cannot bring these people into the Hall of Fame, please. MLB, you're pissing me off. You're pissing me off, and I don't want to get into a rant. But anyways, damn. Uh, what's man. another topic, man? That's another topic for another day. Rona, what's the next question, Sal? Next one, I mean, we, NFL, football. I mean, the future of the NFL is still undecided. It's very, you know, it's like a fog right now. We can't really tell what's ahead of that, that business, that league. So all it is is that they're going into training right now. Shout out Le'Veon Bell and Quinnen Williams. They're actually training right now in Teaneck, New Jersey at a uh, boxing club. Um, boxing gym i always visited it's i used to train um i used to do training for h&r block for tax preparation and right over there many you know many legends actually used to walk through there believe it or not ali i don't know if you know it's actually right by our campus you know hall of fame boxers uh like uh, bernard hopkins i've seen him walk through there um Gervonta davis who's like a stud right now in the boxing world was training in that gym too so shout out to that gym and you know, it's a lot of people, a lot of athletes that are just training right now. Like, they don't know what their future is lying ahead of them. Even college athletes, you know, kids from our university, oh, they're just training. They're just training. Yeah. So, same thing with NCAA football. It's, it's very skeptical. I mean, what's your opinion, though? Like, did you see this new face mask? How are they going to breathe? You know, trying to follow the CDC guidelines. It's, it, looks so, it looks so bad. I don't know. After I saw Fauci throw the first pitch in Washington for the first game, and him basically needed Tommy John surgery, I have nothing to comment on MLB. I am oh my God. Just, We're talking about football, man. You're still dwelling on MLB. I'm so sorry. I just, I, just, I just had to let it out because I am so upset about it because that sport is letting me down. But the NFL, <laughs> without a doubt, they're going through their own crisis too. They ain't no Saints either. They're going through mm. their little – Little, you know, they can't knee. Come on, guys. Let's be honest here. You've got the poor guys been kneeing for the past three years, and he gets crucified. But now that this happens, Colin Kaepernick is just still, there's nothing being said about him. Maybe the NFL could bring him back and be like, hey, we're sorry. You appreciate me. Nothing, nothing. 
What mm-hmm. is going on? What, you're losing more business like this. You're losing more fans. And oh, God, please. Honestly, and I feel like I feel like someone that really got disrespected as well, Cam Newton. How about that? Like yeah. that that was the lowest contract I've ever seen a star quarterback like Cam Newton. You could listen, you could say all the things you want about him off of the previous years, but the man is still in his prime. He's young and he's just an amazing talent. Obviously, the the system that he was that he was in wasn't working. And but think about it, the Carolina Panthers, he made he made that system popular. He made that team popular with certain athletes that he was working with. But on his own, he was a stud. He was an MVP caliber quarterback. And I listen, he got his contract. I'm not gonna discredit that you know i'm very happy for him and i'm rooting for him as much as i i'll be honest with you i'm not a big patriots guy i used to freaking as a giants fan especially you know brady was always the enemy but listen i got tons of respect for brady he's he's a top caliber hall of fame probably the greatest of all time when it comes to being a quarterback and for cam newton to get that contract to work with that legendary team under a legend like coach bill belichick it's phenomenal, and I'm I'm rooting for him. That's that's what I'm looking for, for forward for in the football season. Also, Tom Brady and Gronk taking over Tampa, so that's gonna be hundred percent, hundred percent. Cam Newton, what I doubt is someone I've looked up to. I just love the way he plays the game. I love the fire that he has. I have Under Armour shares as well, so I'm a big fan of him. <laughs> um, so he has to go off this year because Under Armour. Oh my god, you guys are killing me with the stocks. But anyways, um, without a doubt. <laughs> NFL, man, you guys got to get your stuff together. I mean, Cam, go out there and ball for me, please. Like, please. There's a lot of incentives I heard, though, in that contract. So, that mm-hmm. his money will get boosted up. But I feel like he needs this year to really prove himself. And I am 100% always, always cheering for the underdog. So, For sure. And before we move to our last segment of this episode, I also just want to bring back the topic of the NBA. The NBA – Along with UFC, like we've been talking about it, we've been praising them before. Dude, like that backdrop with the, you know, the virtual fan section, I thought that's awesome. I thought like making it, it, feel, it just watching it, I don't know if you've watched AAU basketball, like those mixtapes or whatever, it feels like you're watching a giant AAU tournament. It looks all, it felt, when I was watching it the other day, I was literally watching games. About, I was watching games all day, NBA. I'm talking about, yeah, like, yeah. watching the games all day. It felt like I was watching, like, a World Cup, like, games. They're ahead of the game. They're ahead of the game right now. Them and so UFC. They're, them and the UFC, I want to say that. UFC needs to get more credit, though. I feel like they mm-hmm. were the entrepreneurs of all this, what they did. Mm-hmm. And they were the first ones to be out there. But without a doubt, NBA, you guys are killing it. Working with Disney is just, oh, I love you because my shares went up because of you. So, <laughs> This guy's always relating to stocks. (laughs) I love it. My shares goes up. I love it. You know what I'm saying? So get that money. Love it, man. Love it. Talk to me nice. nice. Come on now. (laughs) (laughs) So the last part of our episode today, we're going to, we're actually just going to go straight into it, man. You know, Ali, you got to share your life changing story, man. I know. Man, I've been trying to get me to say this for about the past couple episodes and I wanted to be able to have an episode for that, and I think we have the right, mm. the right, um, the right day to do this. Um, because I mean, think about it. you've you've been referencing it this whole time, you know, many times in previous episodes, and I just feel like the you know viewers they, they should really just know what really went down. You know, you kind of gave like segments, bits and pieces of it, but Ali, go ahead and tell that story, man. Honestly, truthfully, the day that I I went from 
a jock, a student, uh, just a, just an athlete to understanding what being a student athlete was, was December 10th, 2018. So um, let me backtrack a little bit. And so for me to get become a division one college player, it was very difficult, very hard. I didn't know how it worked. One of the reasons why I created this podcast as well, I had no idea what I was getting myself into. I didn't know how the recruiting process worked. I didn't know what I needed to do. I didn't understand what camps were. I didn't know that. So I win MVP my senior year. I'm doing great, you know, at the top of the world. But I was struggling finding, you know, really finding the place to be. So backtrack a little bit. Six months before that, I was searching for a place to go to school. And they were like, why don't you just go to camps? I'm like, camps, okay. So I started signing up to random camps on my thing. So I went to Wagner. I went to FDU. I had Sacred Heart. Go to, go to, go to FDU. Have a great day there. Justin McKay, shout out to Justin McKay. Coach McKay right there offered me on the spot and said, you have 24 hours to accept it or not. And well, I have no leverage. I'm like, hell yeah, I'm out. Let's do this. <laughs> Go into my senior year, have a killing year, win MVP. Wow, top of the world. I'm like, wow, like everything I've been through, I just won MVP, all these awards. I'm doing great on this. Big ass award right here. Yeah, I, I get it. Keep, keep shitting on me. I get it. So I'm at the top of the world. I'm like, whoa, like I did it. I, I, I accomplished it, you know, coming from Dominican Republic, doing my thing. I'm going to play baseball division one. Why? Let's get it. So I'm at the top of the world. So I go to school and right then and there, um, coach is talking about everybody. And he'd be like, yeah, we got this player. We got this player. Oh, uh, we got this player. Oh, we also have that. Uh, we also have Ali. Um, so let's do a, a lot. Of, so we would always do that. Like, yo, we have this player, this player, this player. But, oh, yeah, we got Ali, too. I'm like, oh, damn, okay, damn. no problem. I'll, I'll win my spot. I, I've been on underdog all my life. There's no problem here. So have a terrible fall. Didn't do that well in the fall ball. But I was like, all right, keep my head up. You know, I'm a freshman. But keep on pushing. So I keep on pushing, keep doing my thing. So I would go. So I remember that we were traveling to Tennessee. We're playing like Tennessee, I forgot the name of the school, Tennessee State, I don't know, like a big time school. And we're there, I didn't get a single at bat, I didn't get a single game in, everyone else played, and I'm like, damn, all right, I guess I'm, I'm not, uh, it, it's, it's gonna be tough here. So I was like, you know what, you know what I'm gonna do? I'll put God first, and I'm gonna go to the batting cage. The only time the batting cage was open was at 10 a.m., 10 at night, sorry, 10 at night. That's the only time it was open free. So we go at 10 at night, I would put a T, I put music on, I would just hit. I would hit. You know what, God? When I get my shot, like, I'm going to just do the best I can, but I'm going to be able to do the work. And I would call my mom, like, hey, mom, go home at 12. It's 30 minutes away, by the way. So I'm like, you know what? So the 10th game comes. I haven't played a single game. Guys are getting injured. First baseman injured. Catcher injured. Second base injured. Third base injured. The coach goes, who else are we going to play now? As I was standing next to him, up, I was like, wow, okay, no problem. He's like, oh, we got Oliver. All right, Oliver, go out there and play. Like, it is what it is. Go out there, fly through the fence, get two hits. I'm at the top of the world. I'm like, yeah. They're like, Oliver, you're right back out there next game, man. Two or three <laughs> more hits. Boom, I'm hitting 380, like 330, 340 at one point, going ballistic. All I couldn't do was hit a home run, but. Besides that, I was hitting doubles, I was hitting singles, I was getting on base, no matter what I was getting on base. I was like, whoa, won my spot, I'm a starter now. Long story short, when rookie of the year for my 
team, whoa, at the top of the world, let's get it, going to summertime, going to Disney Cruise, you know, get into a beautiful relationship, doing well, My, I'm at the top of the world. I am at the top of the world. No one can bring me down. What happens? I start training at 7 a.m. when I get back to school, 40 minutes away, with my, my, my trainer that trains me and Jose Reyes. So I was training with Wilmore Defoe, a couple big league guys, and I was working out at 7 a.m. So I would be done by 9. I would pass by Wendy's, get like a burger, go to class at 10, go to class at 11.15, go to practice, go to lifts, go to night class almost every day. That was a lot. Plus a little like altercation me and my relationship were going through. It, it is for this. That's a private matter. It's a little hard on me. So I'm pushing through it. I keep on doing I keep working. I keep doing this almost every day. So on December 10th, walking to Dickinson Hall, opening a door, I dropped that. I have a cardiac arrest, and I get found by a girl that's a nurse that saw my feet hanging out the door. Found that very odd, but she went into class, and something in her mind said, let me go check on this. She left her class and saw that I was still there. And then there was someone else that was screaming for help that I still don't know who it was. We still don't know who it was. Like, no one knows who he was. Supposedly, he dropped out of school after that. Like, it, that's some crazy, I don't know, I'm a big believer in God. So I get found there. The ambulance comes, and I get 25 shocks. I get 25 electric shocks in my heart. And the fireman just said he kept on shocking me because he saw that I was fit, I was young, and I'd be able to handle it. But all he kept saying was, come on, kid. Come on, kid. You know, you got this, kid. So three days later, I woke up. I was in an induced coma. And the first thing I said was, damn, my ass hurts. What the hell have I been doing? I was like, oh, my God, what is going on? So right away, you know, I was back into who I am. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm like, what is going on? And, like, I just remember a doctor coming in, and she was like, hi, Ali, like, how are you? Boom, and, like, I don't know what she put inside me, but I went ballistic afterwards. I can't tell you what, what I was supposed to say, some crazy stuff. I don't know what was going on. So I, my memory comes back the seventh day at the hospital. I was there 10 days. Seventh day at the hospital, and people are coming to me, and they're like, hey, Ali, I remember the feast, but I don't remember who they are. My best friend Alvin Syme came, and I would tell him the same conversation over and over again. It was bad. They said, hey, you have memory loss. You're going to have a tough time remembering a lot of things. And I was like, really? And I didn't remember a single thing. I didn't remember a single thing. And um, right then and there, doctor came in and was like, Hey, you may um you may never play baseball again. He's like, what? He's like, yeah, you may never play baseball again. And I started crying. Like, yeah, because we don't know what's going on with your heart. We tested you. There's nothing coming up, and we don't understand why a twenty year old, eighteen year old with perfect condition, has never done drugs before, has had a cardiac arrest. And I'm just like, I don't know. And right then and there, um. You know, my significant other was there, one MVP during that time. But, you know, we end up getting into a little altercation. And uh, she ends up, you know, leaving at one point. And I'm like, now I'm sitting in this bed in this, in this little, you know, 
I guess, in the hospital with my parents, and I'm confused. I, I don't understand. I, I was at the top of the world a couple of weeks ago. I was, I peaked. Um, I was, you know, I won my spot. And I didn't understand how life could be this cruel. So we end up, I end up getting sent home later on. Um, Ten days later, I get sent home. I'm home and I'm good, and I don't remember anything. I remember playing PlayStation, and for you to play PlayStation and put your headphones on, you have to connect it somehow. So I was like trying to play 2K and I was terrible at the controls. And I'm like, I, I don't know why this isn't working. Why isn't my Bluetooth working? I keep turning it on, I don't understand. And I keep looking to the left of me where there's a mirror and I see this little black piece in it. And I'm like, I think I need to connect that to my PlayStation. But I didn't understand what it was. So three days later, I finally connected and I felt like I found like water for the first time. Like, that Bluetooth's work. And that's just a little side story, how bad I was. So think about it now. Not to drag on the story, drag it along. Think about this right now. Uh, a, couple, a couple weeks before I had school, at baseball, my girlfriend, finishing up finals. I was about to go home, it was finals week. I'm done with school, it was gonna be great. I'm gonna go back home, rest a little bit. And just like that, in the matter of seconds, I lost school, I lost baseball, and I lost my significant other a couple of weeks, a couple of days later, without having a chance to defend myself with either of those things. The only thing I had left was God and my family. And it was a very tough situation. And, you know, it was hard. It was hard. It was tough, you know. And, I got to shout her on this one. You know, Brianna, Brianna Travado, she's been there almost the whole ride. So I said, yo, like, I don't know what's going on. She's like, hey, no problem. You call me if you need anything. And it was like someone I could go to and call, but some of these things I needed to handle on my own. Some of the things I, I needed to sit down and really analyze. I cried every night and I said, God, no problem. I'm going to figure it out. I'm not giving up, God. I had two options. Either I kill myself right now and hang myself in the bathroom, or I just go fucking make it happen. But I looked myself in the mirror and I said, damn, I still look good as hell. Are you serious? What? Yes, I ain't killing myself yet. You yes, know what I'm saying? What? You see me? So I'm like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I was like, you know what? So end up getting back together, yeah, back to end up getting myself together end up finding myself, but I realized what life was like without baseball. I have been playing baseball since I was three years old. What? Like, are you serious? So I ended up going back. I ended up going, getting my stuff together, realizing, meeting Mary Saken, walking into the business office one day, and I said, hey, I don't know who you guys are, but my name is Oliver Tavares, and I need help finding an internship. So like, oh, I had to talk to Mary. I introduced myself to Mary. I ended up getting an enterprise internship that summer, so I didn't play baseball at all. I struggled with school a lot because of my memory, but I somehow, some way, found out a way to get through. I failed finance, I got a D in it, which is basically failing, and I retook it over the summertime, and I would drive to New Jersey for class twice a week, and then I would work at Enterprise the rest of the week, and I was also working out with my role model, mentor, Jose Reyes, so it was like one of those things where I'm working out with him, I'm going to school, 
I'm, I'm basically doing an internship with Enterprise. It was good. I was like, you know what? But nothing felt right. Nothing felt right. Nothing felt like I understood. And I just would listen to music. I would, I would, I was in a dark place. But all I kept saying was, you know what? It's okay. I'm going to hold myself together. That's why Cam says it all the time. He's like, bro, please tell your story when you can. And now I'm here. Now I'm here. Now I was ready to go that year, ready to go. Everything is great. I'm ready to go that summertime. I said, I'll give baseball one last shot. You know, I give baseball one last shot. I'm going to figure it out from there. So I literally um, gave baseball one last shot. I worked hard. I put myself on the field. I got myself in shape. Now I'm working out. We end up getting a new coach. And I knew that was going to be tough. I understood that usually coaches, when they come in, they want a clear house. But I was like, you know what? It is what it is. What am I supposed to do? Cry about it? So went back, did my thing, tried my hardest, tried my best. COVID hits, you know. But before that, it got a little harder because I, I ended up basically winning my spot again, you know. I'm right there, neck and neck with the guy competing with me to play. And I have another cardiac arrest on the stairs at T-neck. Well, on the way to the lunch, on my way back from the lunchroom, overworking myself, I feel like, again, I fell down 10 flights of stairs face first and shattered my face, literally shattered my face. So I was like, woke up in the bottom of it. Shout out to Joey K for holding me at least when I was on the floor, literally bleeding. He's my roommate, all-time blessed, uh, what he did for me. Um, Jared Preeby, shout out to Jared Preeby. Um, he had me before. But Joey K was there laying on the floor and and I was bleeding everywhere. And I was like, right then and there, I said, I think my baseball career just came to an end. So um go back, I uh, call my parents. So since I'm awake, I'm like, hey, I'm good, Pops, I'm good, mom, like I'm good. Like the defibrillator, I got a defibrillator place in my heart a couple months before that would shock me back into place if something like that were to happen. So shout out to my defibrillator, Ernie. I call him Ernie. Um, woke me up and I was good. I called my parents and I told them, I'm okay. Don't worry about it. When you get a phone call from the school, just know I'm okay. They rushed to the hospital. They were there. Then uh, my mom, Brianna, was there. And I rehabbed the whole month. I had concussion. I had to figure out a way to pass all these courses, which I was taking some crazy hectic courses at the time. And I was like, oh, man, this is bad. This is bad. This is bad. But again, find a way find a way figure it out and I figured it out passed all my classes thank God got myself back I was on I was back on the field but somehow some way I felt like the treatment had changed and I don't blame anybody neither am I throwing anyone under the bus it was a very tough situation for coach for anybody dealing with me because you got to put them in a situation where I become a liability at this point I am very very liable to anyone so even for me alone I'm like damn it could be hard for me even to play. Interesting enough, running the first base before our first game, I hurt my hamstring. I strained my hamstring. I couldn't play a single game. I couldn't. I rehabbed it. I go back on the field. I strained it again. I couldn't play a single game. I couldn't get myself out. The COVID hits, so I couldn't even play a single game. 
And after that, I realized that maybe it was my time to just give up the cleats, hang up the cleats. I tried my best. I did everything I could. But I knew I had to make an impact somehow. If I couldn't make an impact on the field, what else, what legacy can I create that I could leave on my school, on the people I surround myself with, on my community, on the young people that look up to me? What can I do? And that's when I started really, really, really investing in myself and really just started doing all these different things. Before that, I would say I officially became a man after that day. That was God really just showing me that this is life, man. Maybe this is what you're not meant to be a major league baseball player, but you can do something else in your life. I think you should look into it. And maybe you should stop stressing yourself out that much and just enjoy life how it is. And that's exactly what I'm doing now. And I created this podcast. I am here now. I am blessed. I am ready to go. And I am making the best of this COVID situation because it's nothing I can't handle. So without a doubt, brother, I am completely happy. I am blessed. Shout out to Eddie. Shout out to McKay. Shout out to Joey K. Shout out to Jared Preview. Shout out to Brianna. Shout out to all the people that were there for me, you know, when I needed it the most. And my parents, God, without a doubt, MVP. So that's my story, and that's who I am. And my name is Oliver Tavares, and this is why I am how I am. Yeah, appreciate you sharing that, man. Dude, I was, I'm not going to lie, I almost got moved into tears, man. Like, that's it's a, tough, it's a tough story, man. But like you said, you're here now. God willingly, you have that, you have this chance now to really use, implement, you know, learn. And now all that you took from your previous, from your past, you're bringing that into your future and your career. And I commend you for that, brother. I really do. I'm happy that you, like you, you created this. You, you asked me if I wanted to join on whatever, obviously this is a team, but you had the idea, you sparked the idea to me and forever grateful for you giving me the opportunity to be on this and working alongside you. Of course, brother. I'm blessed that I chose the right partner and life is an opportunity. Life is an opportunity is what you make out of it. That really, really incites what life is going to be like for the rest of your life. Honestly, as much as that's a tongue twister, your life is really, really fragile. Your life is short. So make the best out of it, man. I am telling you right now, I have a heart condition that I don't know what triggers it. But I know if one day I leave this bright earth, I am 100% ready. I have given it my all day in and day out. I am not perfect. I am full of imperfections. I get laughed at. I get joked at. And congratulations, I get talked about a lot. I don't care, but you know what else I get? I also get a lot of people reaching out to me positive. I also have a lot of people around me who care about me. And honestly, my circle's gotten smaller because now I realize who real, which real people really matter, who really matters in my life. And even if you've done me dirty, even if you've done this, I don't hold that against you. People change, people develop, people grow. The thing is, I will reach out to you, and I just want to hear how you're doing. Even if it's a one-second phone call, that's who I be. So now this internship with this podcast, with this coronavirus infective world we're living in, I am happy enough to tell you I am prepared and I'm hoping I can prepare all the youth, anybody listening to this podcast, even if you listen to five, two minutes, three minutes, I don't care. 
just man, reach out, comment, let us know what we could do better. Let us know what we could, what stories you guys would like to hear. And honestly, if you like this idea of me and Style talking a little bit about a recap of kind of what we've heard during the week, you know? So, Sal, I thank you and let's keep it going, baby. We're just starting out. Absolutely. I love this episode. I love this concept. I appreciate the people that reached out for us to do this again because, again, I was skeptical on the first one. I mean, to be honest, it, to be honest, it's our most viewed episode still, but we were rookies. Like we, <laughs> we, we had some problems with the communication that like we were talking about before, but obviously we've grown, become a lot better and we're still progressing now. So again, shout out to all our guests. Although we've, we were just naming a few in the beginning about our favorites, you know, there's a lot of guests that we've had on the show that really gave us inspiring stories. Those were just some of the ones that stuck out. forgot to mention Nicholas Sade. He was an amazing kicker for NC State and his mentality was just killer. And, you know, a lot oh, of people just came on and just inspired, like I said. One, one more thing we're trying to do, too. We're trying to send it to Apple, Spotify, all these different things. Where it's hard to sit down and watch a YouTube video because you can't really play it unless you're watching it. So we're definitely trying to get just the audio concept of, concept mm -hmm. of it. So definitely in the works. Please let us know. Please comment. Reach out to us. I love the people reaching out to me. Yes, 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 yes. We want, yes. yes. We want a Subscribe. lot of guests. Yes, you, sir. Tune in, man. Give your opinions or whatever. Don't just click on it and just brush it off. Just try. Support us, man. And listen, like not, we said, we're not, we're not looking for money. We're not looking for to, mon uh, to get monetized or anything. We're, we're really just – it's for education. It really is. We're connecting. We're learning about our guests, learning about different people that come on our podcast. And it's awesome that we get great feedback from people listening in. Like, that was a great conversation you had from them. Or, man, I learned a lot, man. I appreciate you guys doing this. You guys don't have to do this. You guys don't have to spend time writing, you know, prepping notes for certain guests to come on the show, prepping for all that, et cetera, et cetera. You know, we're really we're really diving deep into this matter, this concept of the podcast. And not only is it helping us as individuals, it's great that we're inspiring. And that's our motive. It's always been. Guys, thank you so much for listening. You know, it was amazing to have you guys at least sit here. I think me and Sal might do this a little bit more where every week, every two weeks, we might just sit down and talk about what we've learned from the guests and pointers we've taken from them. And honestly sit down and maybe talk about some current events happening and Share some more positivity, some more faith, some more emotional, you know, things going on. And again, thank you so much. South, send it off, please. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for watching the final two podcast. We love you. We appreciate you. Subscribe and like, comment, share with your friends and family. All love.